You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I'm super excited because we have a very special guest on the line this week, all the way from Los Angeles in America. I'm always excited. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm always ex- yeah, representing there. If you're, if you're listening to the <laughs> podcast, he's even got a LA t-shirt on there. And I'm always impressed when someone from Los Angeles is on this podcast because I'm like, man, you could go to Hollywood, you could go to... <laughs> Hills, you could go to the house of the French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, there's so many things you can do. You can go to Muscle Beach and, you know, look at the bodybuilders, but she's chosen to, to be here with us. So I'm very impressed with that. A little bit about this person. She's done it all to simplify. She's a copywriter. She's a launch strategist. She does a whole heap of different things. But in a nutshell, she can help people sell more of their thing, which in this case, she can help you sell more of your online courses. She's very, very successful at what she does. She's also a mom, so she's very uh, good with her time as well. So one of her biggest things is, hey, how can you work less and scale more? And when she's not uh, working or mumming, you can find her hiking on a waterfall somewhere in LA or kicking back listening to Elton John. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Sage Polaris. Sage, how are you? I'm so excited to be here, Jono. And thank you for inviting me into your community. It feels really special. Yes. No, I only um, invite the best of the best, actually. So, <laughs> you know, you, you just scraped in, you know. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm uh, super excited you're here. If you're just listening on the podcast, you, you may have missed the intro I did in the Facebook group. I've been hounding Sage since June to be on this podcast. If you go through my DMs, it's just, you know, hey, Sage, you want to come on this week? You want to come on this week? You want to come on this week? But I've finally got her, so we're excited. Um, Sage, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got oh my gosh. Yes, and it's an original. Go figure. As a copywriter, I have an original quote. Um, when I first started in my business, I launched courses early on. Um, I definitely had some wins and some flops, but what I learned along the way, I always told myself, let no come from other places, not yourself. Mm-hmm. And that really drove me forward in the sense that like, I might be questioning myself. Am I using the right strategy? Am I doing the right thing? Um, who am I to pitch to speak in front of 150 of my peers? Whatever it might be, it was always like, do it anyways. Let no come, come from other places if it has to, but don't let me be the one who stops me. So that's been a really powerful lesson. Yes, love that. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan myself. And mm. he's got something similar to that. I can't remember exactly how he puts it, but the, mm-hmm. the philosophy is similar where it's like, because uh, he does a lot of interventions in his things, you know, and it's yes. like, hey, what's your outcome or, you know, whatever it is he says. And, you know, someone will say, well, hey, you know, I, I can't do that, you know, or, or people won't do that. And he's mm-hmm. like, hold on, you know, have you spoken to these people and they've told you they won't do it? Or are you just making a judgment based on absolutely nothing? And yeah. I've gone into, I use a similar philosophy in my life and it's, it's very powerful. So thank you for bringing that up. Now, Sage, it was, it was 
interesting me coming up with a, a topic for this. I'm like, well, you know, you do so many things, you know, what, what are you going to do? And you actually suggested, well, hey, you know, I'm really, really good at helping people launch if they've got an email list smaller than a thousand people. Now, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure most people watching this, listening to this is, is that sort of boat there. So I'm just going to hand it over to you. You can start where you want to start. You can um, tell us what you want to tell us. What, what can you tell us about that? Someone's like, yep, that's me. I've got less than a thousand uh, emails. Where do they start? What do they do? I'm going to hand it over to um, you. Yeah, thank you, Jonah. I'm so glad we get to start here because I know that there's often for people who have a list under a thousand, they're like, they kind of have list shame. They're like, oh, this is hard for me. Like, I don't have the advantage of somebody who has a 20,000 list audience. And I'm like, actually, there's a lot of advantages you have that somebody with a list of 20,000 can't do. Um, So some of the things that somebody who has a larger list can't do is to scale more personal interactions. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite tools to do that and something that I teach um, people when they are getting ready to launch, let's just say like a really good example is you have a wait list, like you've been seeding the fact that you're going to come out with a course and you're kind of testing your, your list of less than a thousand to see, like, is there interest for this thing that I want to put out? So you send them a email, the absolute best thing you can do at this level is tell them to hit reply to your email and you won't be overwhelmed. You'll get, you'll see how many people hit reply to your email to this thing that you're creating a wait list for. And then you can just put them manually on the wait list. Like you don't have to make this fancy funnel in the beginning, which costs money or time. And neither of those are in that sense. Like when you're in the beginning of your business, like you need to implement fast in my opinion and sometimes implement the wrong thing, which is totally like another conversation. But when you're looking to implement fast, like don't put a funnel in in between you and your audience. That's a mistake in my opinion. So if you can do a hit reply email, like I have this idea to launch a course about training your dogs, and this is what the course is going to be. So really brief, don't write them a book and say, and this is the only call to action for the email. You're going to say hit reply to this email. If this is something you seem interested in and I will put you on the wait list for this. Um, So that way you are giving them a simple action they can take because they may not have a lot of, if you haven't done a lot of things to build brand loyalty with people, asking them to do more than hit reply is kind of like not the best way to start out. Um, and you know, prove me wrong. Like if you've built a lot of brand loyalty and you think you can get them to jump through all kinds of funnel hoops, then do it. But <laughs> like anything I say, of course there's exceptions, but I've just found like in the beginning, you have that advantage of hit reply. Now let's talk about what happens with those waitlist people before the launch. My thing about launching that I've learned that gives me confidence when I finally show up for that free event that I've planned and put so much time into like a webinar or a challenge, or whatever it may be. I do not wait to sell my course until the course day of launch. So I may be opening cart to the public on, let's just say, September 25th, but I've been building a list since September 2nd of a wait list of hit reply people. So what I'm going to do leading up to September 25th is I'm actually going to be talking to those people who signed up at the beginning of the month 
And I'm going to be saying to them, I'm actually a tool that I love. This is like, I love this tool so much. It's called Bomb Bomb. Have you played with it, Jono? Never heard of it. What was it? Bon Bon? Bomb Bomb. So like so, my name, John, but with a B? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it's B-O-M-B twice. Oh, oh Bomb Bomb. Yeah, so Bomb Bomb is amazing because let's say Jono's on my wait list and I haven't released the product yet. I like to pre-sell my wait list people so that when I show up for my webinar or my free whatever challenge or whatever it might be, I've already pre-sold seats. Mm. So I'm going to send Jono a Bomb Bomb. And when I do that, I am going to make him a personalized video. Now, there's a lot of personalized video platforms out there. Loom is another one Mm. that I used to use and I don't anymore. Um, So pick your poison. I don't care (laughs) which platform you use. I happen to love BombBomb because when you go into Gmail and you have all those hit reply people, it is integrated inside of Gmail. So you do not leave your inbox to create personalized videos for these people. Wow. It's so quick and easy and powerful. And I've made over 200 videos since the beginning of last year um, for people who I'm either like pre-selling into a course or there's, you know, potentially leading them to my mastermind offer, whatever it is. So I send them a bomb bomb video and I walk them through the offer because I already know they're interested. And I'm like, Hey, I have this thing coming up. Me personally, I like creating bonuses that don't require me to do a lot of work, especially in the beginning of a course launch. Yes. Because you can totally like dig your own grave and like, oh, I'm going to give you all these fabulous bonuses. Um, So my favorite bonus is you can have boxers. Boxer Jono. Sorry, just cut out then. But did you say boxer? Sorry, Sage, it's just um, breaking up a little bit. Uh, I think you said, uh, can you hear me there? Hey, Sage, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Awesome, cool. So uh, it just cut out for a second. I think the last thing Yeah, I can hear you great. Oh, awesome, cool. It just cut out for a second. The last thing you mentioned was, hey, my favorite bonus is, and then it cut out. I think you said Voxer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love the suspense. My favorite (laughs) bonus is opt-in to get the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite bonus (laughs) is Voxer. Yeah. Have you heard of Voxer, Jono? I have, but I don't think a lot of my listeners have. So if you want to expand on that a little bit. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, so it's a voice memo application. It works like a walkie-talkie. So you just go back and forth and you leave voice memos for each other. So for my waitlist people, I tell them, hey, 
go ahead and sign up now before the course gets released to the public and I'm going to give you Voxer support until the course starts. So you're getting wow. this special bonus before everybody else. So let's say this, the course starts the first week of October, but you sign them up that second week in September, they get like two or three weeks of full access to you. So my mastermind members love this because they are joining a mastermind and they are bursting with ideas and having access to me like allows them to sift and sort through those before the program starts. So that's an easy bonus where I don't have to create anything except for show up on Voxer and it's fun for me. I love doing that. Mm. Um, so that's one of the bonuses I love. And the other bonus I love Granted, my program is six months long. I like to give one month free if they pay in full. Mm -hmm. And people dig that. And actually, when too many people pay in full, I know it's like, I got to raise the price again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are a couple of my favorite like launch tools, especially if you have a smaller list that you can, you can start to play with um, bomb bomb, and then offering easy bonuses like Voxer. Yes. Okay. So awesome information there, Sage. I'm just going to do a quick summary and maybe even um, simplify uh, for some of the listeners that, that, you know, are just sort of starting off and just um, correct me if I'm on the, the right stage here. So it's very easy to be like, well, hey, you know, I got a, a small list. So, you know, I'm at a disadvantage and look, there may be some disadvantages, but the advantage you have is that it's so much more personalized, right? If you have a big ass list and you send out an email and you're like, hey, you know, reply and, and let me know this, that's going to be a lot of work replying to all those emails, right? But if you've got a smaller list, you might only get a handful of replies. Great. You know, you can make it more personalized to that person there. So I think that's a, a good tip. You know, if you've got a small list, hey, treat it like a small list. You know, you're not a Russell Brunson or, or an Amy Porterfield <laughs> yet, right? So, you know, maybe some of their, the strategies that they use may not work yet. You may need to make it a bit more personal. So I love that. Uh, I've all, I also like a couple of things you mentioned there in terms of the simplification side of things, right? Hey, if you're mm -hmm. sending out an email, it doesn't have to be a book, you know? Me, me, <laughs> me anyway, <laughs> I can read a hand, a paragraph and then I get bored, you know? So if you send me a yeah. two or three, even a two or three paragraph um, email, you know, I might not read it. But if you send me a, an email with one tip or one question, you know what? I might even reply to that. So I think that's important as well, you know, and especially when you're starting off, you know, different story. Okay. You're a full-time marketer. Eh, maybe you can spend an hour a day crafting that email and making it perfect, you know? Um, but if you're not at that stage yet, hey, you know, quicker can often be better. And I love how you mentioned the funnel side of things as well. That's a, a common thing I see with a lot of course creators. And I, I think it's because there's so much marketing out there, right? You know, you jump yeah. on your Facebook every second person, hey, you need to have a funnel. You need to have a yeah. landing page. You know, you need to have a, a website. And look, all those things are important. Of course they are, but they're just so time consuming, right? And yeah. not even uh, always necessary. You know, if you've got a, especially small list, good relationship, could almost just sell with a PayPal link if you really wanted to. I'm not, I'm not recommending that. You know, I'm not saying you, you do it, but like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be super fancy where you opt in here. And, and I guess to summarize that, I was speaking to a, a course creator the other day and they were like, hey, you know, uh, I know I've got to start creating my list and sending emails, but I'm not doing it yet. And I was like, okay, cool. Hey, why not? They're like, oh, look, you know, I want to come up with the perfect welcome sequence. You know, don't you need to have a, a month oh of goodness. welcome emails, you know, already set up for these people to go in? And I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of marketers out there that have the perfect, you know, 30-day intro, whatever it may be. 
But when starting off, eh, just build a list and send an email once a week. You know, you can worry about that stuff once you're a bit better or maybe have one email set up, you know, one or two welcome yeah. emails, maybe not a month, you know? So I love that you've brought that up. Um, then the next point was the don't wait side of things. I think that's so important, right? Because mm-hmm. small list, you know, you're starting off, you're like, okay, you know, once I get to, you know, a hundred people or a thousand people, then I'll do my launch. And Hey, that, that may still be the strategy. Hey, make a few sales along the way, you know? you may be like, all right, cool. You know, I'm going to give myself a month to build my list. So I launch in November or whatever it is. But in the meantime, let me make a few of these sales, you know, let me, let me do a few of these things here, you know? And, and I love the, the bonus you mentioned there, the, the, both of them, you know, the, the Voxer one I think is amazing because Mm -hmm. if it's too much work, it'll slow you down. You know, if you're like, all right, right. You know, cause it, it just piles on, right. It's like, okay, cool. I need to build my list. I'm going to launch in November. So I'm going to spend a month building my list. But now I need to spend a a month creating this freebie to give these people so they sign up early. So that's going to take me a month. So now I'm launching in December. Oh, hold on. I don't want to launch in December because that's Christmas time. So now I'm going to launch in and it just adds up and up and up. Whereas with this, like, you know, great. I'm going to launch in October. I need some sort of bonus that isn't going to uh, take me any time. Cool. Hey, you get boxer support to me which is cool there. Um, now I had one question. Oh, the paid in full as well. You know, it's like, all right, cool. Um, paid in full. If you're paying full, you get an extra month there. I think that's an awesome strategy too. I just had one question in terms of the, the bomb bomb because the, the signal sort of cut mm-hmm. out a bit there. Let me make sure I've got this in order. That's for this, for someone that replies. If someone's like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm interested in this. You're essentially taking a, a video. And am I right in saying that video is personalized? It would be, hey, yes. Sage, thanks for replying. Look, here's what it is. Here's a video of it. Here's the screen share. Here's my face. Here's the screen, yada, yada, yada. Is that how that works? Yeah, I like making personalized videos for each person if you have the time. Mm. If you don't have the time, then you can make one where you just don't say their name, you know, and that's okay. But like, in my personal opinion, I've always found things convert better the more you, you have, you are able to personalize it. Um, but it is like check in with yourself because a lot of my people in my community, they don't like, I tell them the big grand plan and I'm like, take the pieces that you feel like you can do and make it work for you. I'm not telling you, you have to use every strategy I put on the table. Like this is a big buffet. I don't want you to be overly stuffed here. Yeah, exactly. No, love that. Awesome. All right, cool. Now, Sage, I believe you're also known for your, um, your launch strategy for tailoring to the four different buyers types. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Jono. And it's so funny because one of the things you said, like re-triggered it for me was um, that your emails don't need to be a book. So mm. let's talk about that because there are four buyer types and actually what I'm about to share with you can be used on your emails. It can be using your sales pages, it can be used on your Facebook ads. When you understand these four buyer types, you know what kind of things they want to see from you within a launch sequence. So let's say just for purpose of this conversation that you're doing a live launch. So there's an open cart period and a closed cart period. Um, and so I am eight years deep into my business. I started out as a copywriter. I do more launch coaching now than copywriting. It's rare I take private clients anymore. Um, 
but when you said like the email doesn't need to be a book when you're sending a video the email doesn't need to be a book because the one thing you want them to do is watch the video mm. right um but sometimes you like the product announcement email like the day of your cart open that email should be longer and the reason why and so like let me explain these four buyer types i'm going to tell you them in the sense of what color they are okay so the green buyer type, they're the slower decision makers. They're the ones who read your entire sales page, your entire long product announcement email, and they still write you and ask more questions. <laughs> so they process slower. They need more information. There's certain things you can do to attract their attention on a sales page. One of the easiest things you can do at the top of a sales page for like the green slower decision maker is to be very clear who the, the offer is for. So like mm. this podcast, as an example, in the title, we're going to put people with an email list of less than a thousand. So for the slower decision makers, they want to be able to identify themselves. And why should I even listen to this, read this or whatever? So you should always have that near the top of the email, top of the sales page for the slower decision makers. But no, they're going to read the whole thing because people are always like, do I really need a long sales page? Mostly yes. And it's because of these decision makers. Um, there's exceptions to every role, but mostly yes. Um, now the second buyer type is the fast decision maker. So they're the reds. Jono's a fast That's decision me. maker. <laughs> I'm so great. Like, and everybody, it's interesting. All these buyers have their own strengths and weaknesses as well. Um, it's based on DISC. Like if anybody has heard of DISC, you can like take this assessment, stay with us right now, but maybe later Google this assessment if you want to. Um, but you'll be able to identify who you are as we're talking as well. So for the reds, the thing that you want on the top of the sales page is a button that takes mm. them to the pricing section. Yeah. They are never <laughs> going to read your entire sales page. That's me. I just, you've yeah. nailed me to it. I just scroll. Where's the price? Where's the price? Where's the price? <laughs> I don't care about your buy. I don't care about what's in the course. Where's the price? <laughs> the only thing that will make a red click that button faster because they've already made a decision. They are just like so quick. They have a sense for things. They're very intuitive. It's awesome. Um, the only thing that will make them hit that pricing, the button that takes them to the pricing section faster is if you have a testimonial just below that of someone they recognize. They're very mm. much driven by like, um, we talked about Amy Porterfield. Let's like say I had a testimonial of her right below that buy button. I'm That's in. the only thing that will make them click even faster because yeah. they're like, oh, I know who Amy is. I'm totally in for this. Yeah. Um, so those are your fast decision makers and, um, I love them because they're the ones who buy on the webinar. Like you, if they, they honestly don't even want to attend your webinar. They yeah. just want to know how to get to the sales page. Yeah. <laughs> so when you That's send me. that product announcement email, Jonah's like, you've pegged me. You know, <laughs> she knows things about me. <laughs> so, um, when you send the product announcement, email even though it's a long email put the link for the sales page near the top of the email do not wait to put that link because the faster decision makers they get mad you made them scroll yeah yeah 100 yeah. so yeah <laughs> so good um okay so those are the first two we had the greens and the reds next i'm going to tell you about the blues they are the deep connection decision makers they are the ones who wait 
till they feel like they really connect with your story. Whether you tell that story in an email, on the sales page, maybe they read a Facebook or an Instagram post where they just really feel like a heart to heart connection about who you are. Um, so this is where like overshares are actually a good thing for a brand because <laughs> those deeper connection decision makers are like, oh, I really felt what Sage shared with me about her personal life and how like learning to run an online business didn't just change her life, it changed her kid's life too, like those kind of stories. They also, the, the blues, the deep connection decision makers, they love beautifully branded imagery because they tend to be highly creative people. Okay. So when you get on a sales page, having those branded photos really help to build trust and feel, they feel a sense of loyalty to you. It's mm -hmm. just like psychologically what goes on in their brain. Um, but also like even in your emails, um, there's a couple of things to talk about here, but with your emails, I actually don't put a lot of branded photos in my email, maybe once when I first announced the product. Um, and the blues like that. So that's good for them. A lot of my imagery though is more like selfie type stuff. Like I try not to go overly branded in email because I want it to feel personal. Mm. Um, and then the other, so it, but as I'm thinking about the imagery, now I'm thinking about the fourth decision maker, which is the fun loving decision maker. Mm. So these are the yellows and I love my yellows. They are the reason why you send three cart close emails on the last day. They wait. Sometimes they wait until the cart is closed and they write in and be like, can I get in? Can I please get in? And we love those types of fun loving decision makers because when you guys show up during the course, they're, so, they're the party people. They always come late, but you're so happy when they get there. <laughs> So, um, and the other thing you can do to attract fun loving decision makers on the sales page, having like funny puns, or sometimes I put music lyrics in the copy, they want to see funny things and that will keep them engaged long enough to buy. Um, but in the emails, the bonbon videos, yellows, those like fun loving decision makers, they really like the bonbon because it's a gif of you. By the way, bonbon creates a gif. It's so oh. cool. That does yeah. sound cool. Yeah, I've seen a few of those and I'm like, oh, how are these people doing it? Maybe they yeah. use bonbon. Yeah, and like then the cart close email because I know the yellows are like opening them. Um, I'll put like a GIF of me closing a door because it's clever in that way. Um, so just little things like that. I have actually, oh, I have a picture on my website and I'm doing this. I have a pen. It's a pink pen and I'm got it scrunched under my nose and if anybody comments on that picture I already know what kind of decision maker they are so I'm like oh you're a fun loving decision maker you want to party with me let's get this started <laughs> yes love it okay awesome info there so let me do a, a summary there so I guess the overarching summary of that is people are different right there's not just yeah. one uh sales page that works the best you know and you can't just say hey people want long sales pages or people want short sales pages. Like people are different, right? And if we can broadly categorize them in these four categories here, and then if we can do a little bit of everything in the emails and the sales page, Hey, we're speaking to all people, you know? So let's say, and I'll even give a quick summary of each one of these. So the green were the long decision makers. 
They want to read every email. They want to read everything on, on the sales page. And out of curiosity, if you're a green, comment below if you're on Facebook and write green. Yeah, please. To see. Um, what we can do there is give the details. Even if you're not a green person. So let's say myself, I'm definitely not a green person, right? But if I, I am. You're, yeah, there you go. Exactly. So if <laughs> I wanted to sell to Sage and I'm just like, hey, click this button and buy, she's not going to freaking buy it. You know, so even if, if I'm not a green person, okay, I got to make sure that I put more detail in there so that I can make a few more sales to some of the greens, right? Yeah. Cool. Then the red. So that's me, right? I have zero in, I'm not reading 90% of what's on your email or your sales page, right? Just show me the price and, and what I get and I'll make a, a bit of a decision from there. So what's important with someone like me is still give me the option to do it, right? So if you're writing an email, you might be like, hey guys, yeah, I'm so excited. Just launched this new program. Click here to check it out. This is what's in the program, blah, blah. So like someone like me, as soon as I see the click here to check it out, great. I can click there and just go straight into it. I don't need to read the, the rest of it there. But the greenies, okay, they might not click it straight away. You've got to sell them the click more, right? They'll read, yeah. they'll read down there. Uh, and to get someone like me to action faster, show me a testimonial with someone I know. And I'll even give some personal insight here. The two things that'll get me, is if it's someone I respect, I'm in, you know, if it's yeah. Amy Porterfield, this is, I, I taught Amy Porterfield how to do webinars, shut up and take my money. All right. <laughs> or, or if it's someone I know that I think I'm better than, you know, Hey, he's your local oh. competitor in Sydney. He did this course. Oh shit. If Jim did this course, I can't let Jim be better than me. You know, I better, better do it as well. So I'm better than Jim. So that's, um, oh that's my, my two things there. If it's someone I look up to, or if it's someone that I think I'm better than, you know, then, then I want to do it there as well. Not better than in, in that particular area. If I think I'm more yeah. in that area. Um, then we've got the blue, which is more the deep connection. And, I've got a little bit of that myself. You can probably tell by my shirt, you know, even though I say, <laughs> even though I say, Hey, I'll buy straight away. I need to know something about you and more you than the, than the course, you know, like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Here's Sage's journey. You know what? That's a pretty cool journey. I think I can learn something from her. I'm going to do it more about mm. her than what's in the course, you know? So that may be some, some just from an outside in, you know, I don't know the psychology behind, this i'm just looking at myself as a buyer that's the way you know you'd, you'd get me there with that side of things and once again right may not serve everyone there but have the option you know yeah. i'm guessing maybe if it's on your your landing page you know there's maybe a, a five minute video of you that says my story or something like that i'll click that even though i'm a red you know what i'll check out your story i'll click that there that. and the green would obviously will do it they're going to watch everything anyway as well right yeah. um and the yellow, yes, the fun loving. Now, this is an interesting one because um, I feel this one goes one of two ways, right? I feel me, I like to have fun as well. So that would suck mm -hmm. me in, even the attempt. You know, even if I don't find it funny, but I see someone's <laughs> trying to be funny. Trying. <laughs> oh, oh pretty, at least they're trying, you know, at least they're putting some effort in. But I do, uh, I, I can sort of imagine there's people the other way as well, you know, where if you do too much of that, you know, there's going to be people that are like, well, this person's just a joke, you know, I don't want to work yeah. with them. So I'm guessing we'd be careful there, you know, Hey, let's throw totally. a few in here, but let's not, you know, make our, our whole page a joke. Is that, is yeah. that, even though I would like a whole page as a joke, I'm just one type of person, you know, it may turn other people off. Is that how well, you, Oh, sorry, you go. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say the thing to remember is definitely only sprinkle in the jokes, the gifts, mm. the things that are fun loving. Cause you're right, like there's a line you can cross. And I see a lot of copywriters when they're first getting started, they try to be too clever all the time. Mm -hmm. And there are times to be clever and there are times yeah. to just outright say what people want. Yeah. Um, and usually the cleverness is much better when it's sprinkled in and not always generally at the top of the page unless it's tied to the imagery at the top of the page. So that's like a little nuance that I love that you picked up on, Jono. And the other thing, well, two things. One, I would love to hear from everybody in the comments, like you said, mm -hmm. are you a red, a green, a blue, or a yellow? I'd be so interested to see like what your community is comprised of. Um, and then like, also I feel like once you know your color, it doesn't just apply to launches. Like it's understanding people in your everyday life. Like that reds are um, fast decision makers and greens are slower. So if you have a green on your team, like don't make them make a decision. Like they need to write down a list and pro and con it before they can tell you an answer. So anyways, I love that you can apply it to all areas of your life. hundred percent. Even if we go deeper, even on maybe a sales call, maybe you're selling via, you know, zoom or on the phone or something, you can mm -hmm. look at this person and cause that's uh, oh, yeah. pers personal as well. You know, if someone's trying to sell me something and they try and mm -hmm. sell me like a green, I tune off and I just, I'm not even yeah. going to buy, you know, um, yeah. but on the flip side, you know, if you've got someone that's a green and you just tell them the price and you yada yada through the info, they're not going to buy, you know? So, yeah. you know, have a look at that person and, and treat them there. I think is good. What, one more question here stage. And then I want to move on to some sort of finishing up questions. Um, I'll ask this question in a few different ways and, and answer it. What do you think is best? So in your opinion, should you, uh, sort of be even and tailored to all of these people? Or if you know your audience is more than one type, do you maybe favor that one a little bit? Or if you know you're a type of person and you want those type of people in your program, do you favor it there a bit? I know it's not, it's more a, um, it's not really a question. It's more just asking for your opinion on that. What, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is actually a really good question to ask yourself. What kind of people do I want in my audience? Mm. I am of the opinion, it depends, right? Mm. Like if you're running a program for high powered executive coaches, you're going to have a lot of reds mm. and that's who you're going to attract. And they really don't have patience to be around a lot of greens. Greens are their integrators in the sense that they work on their team and they help them implement. So it's good to invite their green to a training um, but generally speaking, like you need to know who you're selling to. I personally, like within my mastermind community, I love having all four colors because mm -hmm. I feel like within my community, they all bring their unique attributes to it. We actually all have all four colors in us anyways. It's just some is, is more predominant than the others. So like I like a well-rounded community, but I'm not teaching high-powered executives. I'm teaching people who have smaller lists who are are looking to scale this is up so I want all four types so if you um, just kind of analyze who are the types of people that you want to attract if you want really people strong in leadership um, then you'll attract more reds and you have to be fast moving with them and be able to like really keep their attention so it's fun once you start to identify that it's rare that you don't want to have all four colors mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and another like interesting side note, there's fewer reds in the world, like not as many people are born leaders. Um, and they're, they're super visionary, they're fun to be around, but like that skill, you can hone it over time, but not innately born with it usually. Mm, yes, no, I, I agree. Because they're the people I so like. Nice to... work, Jono. You're, oh, thank you're you. Rare <laughs> Well, um, the reason why I like those people, they're usually the ones that buy it straight away, right? So I'm like, I'll do whatever possible. to. Oh, work. they're the best. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to sell something. And, that's, and they that's don't like, care about price. If they know. Yeah. No, sorry. You, yeah. you go. Oh, sorry. There's, there's, no, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, sorry, there's, I think there's a slight delay in the, the signal there. But um, yeah, and, and I guess totally. the... The, the one neg the negative sign to me is I've bought things before without doing my homework well enough where I should have been more than a green, you know, and I've, um, great so starters, horrible finishers. That's yeah. reds to a T. Yes. That's why you need greens around you to implement in your team. Yes. No, agree. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Um, well, Hey Sage, there's a few questions I always like to finish off with. Now, since this is a podcast for online course creators, I always ask, what platform do you host your courses on? And even if you don't have a, you know, a Kajabi or a Nuzenla, how do you deliver that, that information to your students or, or your customers? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Oh, good question. I'm actually moving either to Thinkific or Memberville. I'll probably do Thinkific um, at this point. I was on LearnDash another time. Oh, I don't remember the other program I was on, but I've been on a few different ones. Um, but Thinkific is it allows you to do certain things in the back end that I can't do with anybody else. So that's who I'm looking at right now. Yes. No, very popular in terms of courses. They're, I think the most popular, you know, M maybe not so much for the marketing side of mm -hmm. things. You know, a lot of people will use Kajabi, ClickFunnels, that, but I think for actual course hosting. Yeah. I think Thinkific is, is up there with the top. Now, Sage, you're obviously a mentor for plenty of, of people out there in the world. I've got a question for you around mentors and you can answer this in a few different ways as well. The question is essentially, who are your mentors? Now, if you can answer it a few different ways, whether it's people that, that you've paid money to directly to do their course or be in their mastermind or just people that you follow on social media, you haven't given them any money, but you're like, Hey, I like the content this person produces. Um, and then also books as well. You know, any particular books that you recommend mm. my listeners should read or that you've read and you've changed your life. What can you tell mm. us? Then? Such a great question. So my favorite, okay. So mentors, my mom has been an entrepreneur since the seventies. So oh. she's modeled for me. Yeah. What it means to create a business. So and she's in her 70s now, actually. And so I still turn to her. I know that's not something everybody can go check out. I'm just blessed in that way. 
Um, but I just, I really appreciate having a family member to go to. Um, the best mentorship for me ever, hands down, and I know I'm saying this and I have one, is being in a mastermind. So as much as I love leading my group, I consider myself a leader among leaders, meaning I become the student of my community too. Like I see my members, there's no pedestal between us and I learn just as much from them as they do me. Um, so, so I aged last year pre-COVID and my speaking coach was Jeannie Spiro and she flew out from Rhode Island to Niagara Falls to our live event and I was just feeling so blessed to have her in my corner. I had never sold from a stage. I had always sold online. So that was a really like huge pivotal moment in my business. And I will never forget her for that. The only other mentor I want to mention is Rachel Rogers from We mm. Should All Be Millionaires. I'm a part of her club. I'm actually at an Airbnb because I attended her retreat this week. Ooh. And it, her community is so powerful. Mm. Again, it's like, yes, there are, there is someone leading, but more so like the people who are here with me, the um, two other business owners, like that is the really special thing for me is like connecting with people who are here and like, we're going through the retreat stuff together. We're doing peer mastermind together. And that's the one thing I want to say though, is like, you don't have to pay to be in a mastermind that may cost me money to say, but I don't care. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was getting started gathering other copywriters and being like, what are you doing in your business? What am I doing? That has been the thing. Like I almost don't want people to look to one mentor. I would say mm -hmm. rather seek out a community of people who are maybe a little bit ahead of you or right where you're at and look to them for support because leaders are great, but they can only give you so much because they're one person versus finding community within those leaders groups. It's amazing. That's why I'm so happy you're doing what you're doing, Jono, because I know the power of having a community around you. Yes, no, agree. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Rachel Rogers. She always gets mentioned, you know, every, every you know, third or fourth guest nice. is like, hey, you gotta follow Rachel Rogers. I love how you've mentioned mm. masterminds. I'm a huge fan myself of both paid and free ones. I like um, yeah. uh, the, the good thing about paid ones is there's a bit more accountability there. You know, I've, I've been a member of a mm -hmm. few free ones and I've had, and I'll tell a few stories. Some have worked well, some have worked bad. There's one that mm -hmm. I, I was for about a year and it was a face-to-face -face one. Just four of my friends who also ran business we just said, hey, every Wednesday morning, seven o'clock, we're going to meet at this coffee shop and, and just mastermind. That went for Amazing. about a year and that was awesome. And I learned so much from that. Um, but I have tried a couple other ones as well, you know, and there was, I uh, tried to do an online one with, you know, five of my friends all over the world. We we're like, yeah, let's do this every week. Then it became every second week. Then it became every month. And then we never did it again. We did like two or three of them, you know? So yeah, there's the important, there's the, the balance of them both. Um, Book stage, did you tell us a book there? Or are you much of a, I know you read, um, you know, uh, sort of uh, books that may not be business related. Do you have any sort of business books that you recommend? Yeah, so many. 
I will say one more thing about the peer mastermind. If you decide to do it, one person has to take the lead. Otherwise yeah. it will fall apart. Like I guarantee you. So um, that was just a quick hot tip, but books. Oh my gosh. I really want to speak to the women in your community for a minute and say the most important book that I'm reading right now is Patriarchy Stress Disorder by Dr. Valerie Ryan. Um, it's for women in particular, but also men who support women and love women. You can pick this book up too. Um, it really breaks down why women show up the way they do and why we tend to have an issue selling ourselves, showing up, being visible online. Why we think, oh, I just had my first 20K month. That'll never happen again. Like that mind trash, this book will clear that out for you and make you realize that it's, it's in your lineage. Like this is deeply ingrained and there are ways. She basically, oh my gosh, I'll say my favorite line and then I'll mention a couple other books. My favorite line from her is, they used to burn us at the stake. Now they just hand us the torches. Mm. It goes deep. Mm. <laughs> so good. Um, but Valerie, yeah. Valerie Ryan? Valerie Ryan, yeah. Um, and then business-wise, I mean, that is related to your business, even if you think it's not. That's why yeah. I mentioned it. Um, Business books that I've read that I love recently. I've been reading all fiction. I I just got so immersed in business. I need a, a brain break. <laughs> like I haven't read any business books recently. You know what I liked um, for people who have a bigger audience is Hug Your Haters. Okay. Um, and that's actually good for anybody who's worried about being criticized online. Awesome. I'm... Um... Yeah. Yeah, well, I've just added both of those to my Amazon shop list now. Hug your haters, is it? Awesome. All right, cool. Well, hey, um, Sage, I'm sure people listening this, watching this, they're like, okay, this woman is amazing. I want to, you know, hear more about what she does. She's mentioned uh, her mastermind. I know you've got a free giveaway as well for, for copywriters. Well, if someone wants to, you know, delve deeper in, into you, what do they do? Follow you on Instagram, join up for your mastermind, opt in for your freebie. What can you tell us there? Yeah, I would say grab my 3x email open rates um, gift for your community. So 3xemailopenrates.com. It's three emails that you can copy, paste, and send to your community. If you have ghosted your list, this is really for you. And we've all done it. I myself as a copywriter will confess, like I have not always been consistent with my list, but this is a great way to show up back into their inbox and do not say, I'm sorry, I haven't emailed you as the first line. <laughs> Please don't like just skip that line, go straight to these templates. Even if you haven't ghosted your list, but you have had a list for a while and you haven't scrubbed it in the last six months, um, this is the time to clean up uh, your people who are not engaging because if you're on a paid email platform, you're paying for people who are not opening your emails. I just got rid of 1,443 1, subscribers. Bye-bye because they yeah. were not opening stuff. Yeah. So it just feels good. Like you feel like you're talking to the people who want to hear from you. So yeah. definitely grab the 3xemailopenrates.com. Start there. 
If you're looking for a mastermind, my doors are not open until January, but you can totally start a conversation with me on the DM and Instagram. I'm at Sage Polaris, and I'd be happy to just chop it up with you and talk. Awesome. Cool. And if you're watching live on Facebook, uh, comment Sage down below and we'll get you over the, the email open rate, the, the email freebie straight away. And we'll also put a link to your Instagram down there as well, Sage, so people can, can follow you on Instagram. And I believe that's the link in your bio anyway. So if you follow Sage on Instagram, you'll also get the, the freebie too. Um, Sage, that's all I wanted to, to cover for today. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Or is there anything you want to finish us off with? You know, I should have mentioned for the people who are looking for a mastermind, I specifically work with course creators and service providers. Um, I know the greens out there are like, well, you mentioned a mastermind, but who is it for? That's who it's for. Um, so, and the reason I do that is because they end up hiring each other. And I love having like bridging mm. those two worlds together. Um, and other than that, I would just say like, if you're doing a launch or getting ready to launch something, I've worked on over 350 projects and like make it easier on yourself. Look into getting templates for your launch, put your brand language, make it your own for sure, but have that as a way to make your life easier because you don't have to work as hard as you might be. <laughs> yes, agree 100%. Awesome, well Sage, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure, Jono. It was so great to chat with you today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.